This episode is brought to you by LazerTime's Patreon. Yaha, uh-huh. you can go to patreon.com slash lasertime and see how you can support your pals making podcast content you love and get weekly commentaries, weekly uh, bonus episodes of LazerTime, as well as the brand new show Talking Simpsons for as low as $5 a month. Thank you so much for your support, guys. Let's get on with the show. Beep, boop, bop, bop, beep, beep. What? Uh, hi, welcome to, to something, Laser- Chris. Commit. I, no. I did commit to that. <laughs> I don't like you. I'm a robot. Uh, how's that, Hank? That's Jesus. Good. Yes, and. No. <laughs> You're supposed to do it, too. Oh, I think that's great, Mr. Robot. And Ugh. what a strange factory you have here. These <sighs> improv classes are going I, nowhere. Um, <laughs> and who put all these fish in here? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hitler! <laughs> Hi, that, everybody. Welcome. That's not working to your intelligence, Chris. This robot um, is peeing on everybody. No, it was working. <laughs> the world's horniest mad scientist. Uh, yes. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Now play the outro from the Who's Lines anyway. Welcome to another episode of uh, <laughs> Jesus Pop Improv. No, this is Laser Time, the, the sixth leading pop culture show. We yeah. keep fluctuating. I, I can't Spotify keep being on a fifth anything. I, d- I can't help it. Oh, man, someone looked up what we actually were on the ranks. It was even sadder. Gee, no uh, way. Don't, no, don't, no, don't do that. I, I don't want to know this. I can't believe iTunes counts that low. Is it triple digits? Uh, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, you I should tell a friend. Cape, I saw Cape Crisis is 168. Uh, on what? On the games list, because that's somehow where we are. That is iTunes. impossible. There that's should be like 18 Rooster Teeth episodes before that. But anyway. <laughs> I'm not looking at episodes. I'm looking at podcasts. We are, uh, we are uh, laser time. What we do, we're a pop culture show. We usually grab a topic. We grab a bunch of sound clips, do a ton of research, and then bring on the best dorks possible to talk about the subject. Uh-huh. I'm Chris Antista. Who else do we have with us? Brett Elst. Uh, Dave Robot. <laughs> And Henry Gears Gilbert. Henry Gears Gilbert. Um, so we were talking about, I want to talk about lovable robots. This is an idea Dave threw at me. Uh, do you remember what it was around? Uh, Chappie. Which guy What's stupid? Ago. He don't know how to talk. What's no, he can't talk. He's smart. No, he can't talk. He's smart. Oh, what? Look, he's oh, look, he's copying me. Look, he's copying me. Chappie, Chappie, say, say you. Shoo. Say, say rat. Rat. Say mommy. Say mommy. <laughs> oh, shit. That Holmes is a clever little robot right there. That Holmes is a clever little robot right there. <laughs> hey, this motherfucker talks ghetto, huh? This fucking mother talks ghetto, huh? All right, you, you're the rudest bad boy in Joburg. Jeffy be the rudest bad boy streetwise professor in Joburg, fuck mother. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. Los Locos. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. It, the whole movie is, is the whole movie is just what Short happened circuit. when Johnny Five ran off with the Los Locos. We'll get to Johnny Five later. That's what the whole movie is essentially. But like the trailer didn't tell tell me shit. I, Hugh Jackman is the villain. That's kind of great. I wish the movie was a little better. Yeah. I think people mm-hmm. were unnecessarily uh, they kind of savaged it. I think but that's what people have been feeling at Blonde Camp a lot lately. No, I think what I honestly think happened is right before that movie came out, he launched that Aliens art, and his profile was elevated even higher because Fox was like, okay, you want to do an Alien movie? You do an Alien movie. And now he's the new Alien director. And a lot of 
dork eyes were cast upon Chappie mm-hmm. that probably wouldn't have existed beforehand. Yeah, because uh, yeah. it's it's not it's it's a deeply flawed film. Uh, I'd say mostly due to Shart Shartlow Shartlow Charlie Doe Copley Copley. The, you mean the star of Powers? Or the... the star of pa- the guy who uh, ruined Powers, the guy who ruined Old Boy, and the guy who made District Nine. He was great in District Nine. Yeah, but uh, he's Chappie. And one of the things they don't show you in the trailer is that Chappie has a voice mm-hmm. in the original trailers that he talks constantly, and that Chappie is a robot. Uh, Dev Patel is developing military police robots. It's basically RoboCop. Have, have, is, have only Dave and I seen it? Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, it it's well worth watching. By it the sounds way. like yeah. Short Circuit so far. No, well, it, it's, military robots. Then what? military robots. But then um, he so wants Dev Patel is Steve Gutenberg. Dev Patel <laughs> wants to develop an AI. <laughs> blah blah blah. But he gets hijacked by uh, Doctor Pepper Sign. South, South African, which is a fucking awesome yeah. setting. That it's yeah. it's happening right now, but everything in South Africa looks like both the past and the future and all the time. Somehow, uh, Johannesburg gangsters have the most adorable accent in the world. Yes, yes, it's like half <laughs> French. Gonna kill English. you. But it's it's but I think due to that, it's excruciating. You hear the way he talks. Yeah, like everybody in that scene. That's like a real fucking. Like a South African rap group, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Di- uh, Diane Wood. Yes, yeah, I'm sure if Grimm was here, he'd tell us how great they are. Yeah. yeah, but they're not great actors, and so the movie. There's a lot of weird shit in the movie, but it's it's wholly original. I've never seen so anything. So it's like, like Short it. Circuit mixed with the Disorderlies. What the, the Fat Boys? <laughs> the <bad> boys. <laughs> I'm talking about in a, another '80s film that starred a rap group. Um, uh, no, but I, I I don't know. I was excited to see it. Disappointed by the reviews. Watched it. And much like the other movie I did that with recently, um, oh, that's what I meant to kick it off with, but I accidentally hit the sound clip. I wanted to ask a trivia question. Okay. In what movie uh, does Gort the robot, um, Robbie the robot, and the robot from Lost in Space, who he's constantly confused with, Gremlins. appear in? No. Well, all of those robots appear in, and let's just throw in the Iron Giant. Okay. They all appear in the same movie? Same movie. <laughs> very, uh. very technically. It, that would be Tomorrowland, uh, and I don't want to. I don't want to talk about. It does have an adorable robot in it. Uh, I don't want to talk too much because I. I did. I quite enjoyed it. There, His name is George Clooney. There's. There's an. Stop <laughs> it. The little kids in that movie are great. Um, and there's a fight scene in a hobby shop uh, mm-hmm. with Keegan Michael Key mm-hmm. and Man, Catherine that guy's Hahn. In fucking everything. Yeah, but it's just like it's Disney, so it's like we're gonna buy the rights for everything. So like everything in the the shop is kind of like glorious to see on a big screen. They it even is, bought the rights to Keegan Michael Key. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Key and Peel are in so much stuff. Now. It's crazy. Well, mainly just Key. May- why? why <laughs> what's going weird. on with Peel? Why isn't he in stuff? Um, he just, you're gonna say Sue Dark, Chelsea aren't you? Lately? You're gonna no, he's he's. Too busy uh, making love to Chelsea lately. Is that what's che- I mean, Chelsea Peretti. Ooh, stay tuned for Henry's uh-huh. Gossip Hour. Coming up after a little robot. Snow Man, throwing wait, dirt Chelsea around here. Chelsea Peretti? Now I'm listening. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Chelsea Peretti. Now I'm, yes. now, Man, now I'm paying attention. Chelsea Peretti is awesome. Mm-hmm. Super cute. Also funny. Let's not mm-hmm. discount her. But like you tomorrow, said she was funny. Like tomorrow, I agree. <laughs> like Tomorrowland, uh, Chappie, I think, is well worth watching. If you just Please fucking rent it. I think it yeah, got through it, Amazon on our you could do that, but I, I still think it got like unfairly savaged by uh, critics and uh, armchair critics on the internet because was people Bl- were fucking cruel to that. Movie. Was Blomkamp's Space Mexico movie with uh, Matt Damon better? I see. I have not seen Elysium. Okay, Space Mexico. <laughs> well, yeah, like because that? it obvious. Well, I mean. Probably it is another thing that is related to South Africa, since that's a subject he enjoys. But the trailers to me sounded like, oh, this is about immigration and that the people on Earth are Mexico and Elysium is America. Or wealth inequality. Project whatever you'd like. It can um, work for any country. Sure. Yes. <coughs> Attaboy. Um, 
It's too much for you. We're talking about robots here, lovable robots. So, real quick, last night you were texting. You're like, hey, can you, you want to be on this Lazy Time about robots? Yeah. You're like, about small robots? And I was like, yeah. And then I suggested something. And then you're like, oh, cool. And then I said two other things. And you're like, I was like, well, no, I was thinking more of stuff like... Uh, like Chappie and like yeah. Short Circuit. And I'm like, those aren't small robots. They're huge. Well, and there was I, I, like a long pause and you respond, friendly robots then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was because when Dave and I discussed it, that's what it was sort of about. I think it may have been something that happened more in the 80s. But getting a robot friend yeah. uh, was a lot more prevalent. Or a robot helper. I mean, a ton of movies before we started building them to make sandwiches in real life. Yes. What was... Oh, man. In Tomorrowland, they constantly refer to the robots in the movie as audio animatronics, which is Mm. how Walt Disney... That's the name they coined for the robots in Disneyland. It's so cool. That's adorable. um, PC term for robots. Well, let's let's talk about everybody's favorite robot of the 80s. Too much. Too much. Robot and too much. Man, I cannot... I I don't... (laughs) I never heard of that film. Me neither. And it was unbelievable. Never heard of that film and when he introduced it it's starring the same girl who was in Savannah Smiles and even I was like woo alone in the in a, Savannah Smiles was a movie that aired on like local UHF channels because you know it had the word Savannah in it so the South really loves it uh, no one's heard of the movie she's most famous for so there's a movie she's even less famous for called Too Much uh-huh. about uh, the girl from Savannah Smiles she's like uh, the name that spawned a billion uh, porn actress names and uh, she moved to Japan. She moves to Japan and meets up with a robot. Oh, you are too much. I didn't. I couldn't find that clip online because there's no fan. There's no, no anything. It, it doesn't exist unless this you movie, have that 35 millimeter. This movie there. opens with a song that Carolyn and I have been trying to find for years. Yeah. It opens with just this song, and it's like shots of Japan in the 80s. And the song is like, having fun in Japan, fun in Japan, oh, having fun that. in Japan. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Yeah, that, like... I don't know where Jesse dug up a copy of that film. It he, was great to see it like 1989 Japan. Because we did an episode, I don't even know if we mentioned it, called Not on DVD. And that's it's never been on VHS, I don't think. It, but was, it was one of the most boring things oh, I've ever watched. I, could, I had such a good time. That but it pushed me too far. I but was it was like, still like, it was still beautifully shot in actual Japan. Yeah. And well, also the robot looks stupid. I thought. Well, the robot, oh, the robot was, was dumb. Awful. It was like someone in a suit and just clumsy and not 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 a cool design anyway. And as as a kid, surrounded by, ironically, a bunch of Japanese robots that <laughs> all looked cooler than that. Uh, as a kid, I would have thought that movie was dumb. But as an adult, it was just this amazing and relic. Ended, and then it ended with this weird battle of robot toys against each other. Well, no, it ended and with freeing the, children. The kids like, rebelled against the adults. At a grand opening for a supermarket? Yeah, it, and then they had like a kids' liberation front it's flag. It's fucking weird. It is, it is weird. And, I, and the weirdest thing is they won. <laughs> and the movie is just over. And yeah. you're like, so are kids not... Do they not belong to their parents anymore? <laughs> there was I thought this was about a robot. Not their tyrannical Japanese parents. There was also that weird moment where Savannah met the young Japanese boy who spoke very good English, and she just said, you don't look Japanese, like implying he should have been wearing like a kimono or something. And it was it was weird. It was a weird moment. It was a Hulkamania t-shirt. That's what did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too, uh, well, that's that's uh, when I well, I didn't have t- I didn't one of the things, those things I didn't want to clarify over text because you were throwing me like fucking transformers and shit. Yeah, like, I, the one the cassette transformers. Yeah, he said yeah, yeah, small yeah. robots, and I'm like, well, laser I said, beak. I, I wanted to call the episode "Lull Robots," but you're right. I needed to make a, a, a oh. distinction because I wanted to make them friendly sound, robots. Yeah, Come sound on. cuddly and adorable and what. What I essentially didn't know I was looking for was a bunch of movies that followed in the footsteps of E.T. Because when I say that this is most prevalent in the 80s, it was that everybody had an otherworldly friend who wasn't human. Mm -hmm. And that was 
kind of kickstarted by E.T. It's all a template laid by E.T. Are there not films in the 70s about robots and I, There stuff? are, but they are the enemy. It's really okay. interesting to see how reflective... It's like Westworld. Of, and, yeah, of, oh, their, yeah. Of, of that society it was. Like That was at the height of the robots are ticking our jibs era. <laughs> so like that's what was portrayed on film. Uh, I want to weld this door <laughs> 4,000 times a day. Hey, man, that's that's what I call hard times when the robot takes Hard times, job. daddy. Hard times, daddy. Oh. Hard times. When an alien lands and some astronauts come in your house, that's hard times, daddy. R.I.P. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes narrates Space Invaders. <laughs> yes. Well, even even the Terminator became friendly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the Terminator did eventually become friendly. I don't. I, you're right. I didn't even have him thanks on to here. the friendship of a small boy. T eight hundred became because they good all view. found out. Like, well, these movies were all rated R, but. Turns out kids love RoboCop and Terminator. Yes. Well, that's why RoboCop They want to buy count. toys, so even though the sequels will be rated R, so many well, you kids. Remember I, I well, Murphy's that... a cyborg. He's not a, ro- he's not a robot. That's I bought a, that shirt. Ed 209's a robot and not friendly. I Who bought, cares? I bought that shirt. The point is, he's a robot to a kid, yes. and it's a toy I can buy. Yeah. So you're saying all make... robots are inherently lovable? No, 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 no. I just mean, like, as a kid, mm. especially in the 80s, mm. robots were cool. Yeah. And... Even though they were scary robots, like RoboCop was whatever, but Ed, then there's Ed 209, yeah. Terminator, Cyborg Android Robot, is, it doesn't matter. Same thing when you get to data. It's like a artificial mm. something is cool, but the rated R movies can never only make so much money. Yeah. So once a kid finds out it's cool, yes, the Terminator is going to be friendly. Yes, RoboCop's going to get a little goofier, but and you can go down the list, also, I'm sure. I, think, I got the feeling that, that uh, Schwarzenegger just said, I don't want to kill cops. I, I want to be the good guy this time. It's mm. also... I. Th- I, I don't. I couldn't. Yeah, he had more cachet to burn. Then I couldn't phrase this properly in my brain, but like that, robots were a novel concept to us because our toys didn't move that much. <laughs> and now, when a kid buys a Tickle Me Elmo, that's a fucking robot. Mm. A Furby is a robot. Yeah. Like their toys just are robots, and I don't think we we had like that one robot that like shot smoke out of his mouth. Everybody like it was one of those toys that everybody had. That a lot of people had different colored versions. I'm not describing it very well, so I'm guessing maybe <laughs> I, I'm wrong. I mean, I had wind up toys. That it was it was like a, out of their mouth. it was like a big wind up toy, and it had but it had motorized wheels at the bottom. I mean, we didn't have eyebows, that's for sure. But it was crazy. That was the robot toy that we had. So that's why I don't think kids are so obsessed with robots. Like we I had a RoboCop toy that had a. Uh, Backpack thing that you put like the pop caps in and yeah. move the level yeah. down. And go, I was going to say if you said it shot, me shot wings, I was going to peg it for a Robocop yeah. free toy. No, I had an Ed two hundred nine that had the same thing. Damn it, really? Yeah. It's been from the same set. Yeah, I, I just can't believe they manufactured yeah. toys that they fast for such to a kids, horrible man. new film straight that a kid should never. You can watch. take the Robocop's head thing off and see. Oh, oh Jesus. Well, I think it was meant for children to lose, honestly. <laughs> what uh, about data? Brett said data. I do have a clip of data on here, I think. Uh, or a bunch of data. clips of data, thanks to a YouTube video. I'm an android. Lieutenant Commander Data. <laughs> yes, he would be the most lovable robot of all time. Uh, I probably, just because... Top five, I'd say. Uh, yeah, when I was little... I mean, I found this, the, the show was like airing from 87 to 94, mm-hmm. and I, I jumped in around 91... Uh, but I do remember, like, very early on, probably being 10 or 11, and just be like, man, 
I wish I had a data and was already bored of him and he was in my closet <laughs> so that I could find him years later and be like, oh shit, data! Yeah, so and turn him back on and be ironically like... Ironically pull him out and put him on the hood of my Mazda. Well, no, just like turn him back on and he'd just be like, oh, so are we still watching Family Matters this weekend? <laughs> like, no, data, that was 25 years ago. Did you remember to crawl swamp thing, Master Elston? I guess he wouldn't call you Master Elston. No, he's my friend. He, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't call people Master. What is friend? Or did they get through that in the first season? He, he learned pretty quick. Come on! <laughs> What it, he couldn't be a he was highly programmed operating with the memories of the colony. I forget the colony's name. Doctor Noonie and Soon built him and put, mm-hmm. used his brain patterns. First, he built Lore, who it was not so nice. He was malfunctioned and had the emotion chip in him and went crazy. Lore's his older brother, who looks exactly the same, but he has the emotion chip. He has he has what Data lacks, but he does. But he is actually less empathetic than Data. He went crazy. So Data. And he took over his own planet or something. Right. Summon the crystalline entity who then vaporized everyone. On I heard the my name in there somewhere, so Data. I started paying attention again. I, Data was basically their Spock of the show, yep. except uh, like he was the same deal of like, what is this thing? And then, yes, the and then hyperlogical. Riker could like, oh, Data. The problem was This like, isn't how a watched pot boils. It's a saying. Yeah, yeah. So you, you can have a lot of like just... Data could make commentary on humanity and space in ways that people couldn't, and yes. in ways that even Spock couldn't necessarily do. Yes. But the problem was in the first and second seasons, uh, well, especially the second season, Dr. Pulaski, who was a replacement for Crusher because Gizmo mm-hmm. Fadden didn't come back for season two, but she came back for season three and on. Uh, she was supposed to be, Dr. Pulaski was kind of like a Bones character. This will, this will be fast, don't worry. Uh, a Bones character, uh, and. It's mm, moving. Mm, mm, mm. That's fine. It's fine. It was supposed to be like a bone, a doctor, uh, Hank McCoy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the beast. That's yeah, that is the beast, McCoy. Uh, uh, but when he, when when she would do it to Data, mm-hmm. it just felt mean, like yelling at a kid. Because Spock mm-hmm. could come, would cut through. Well, I also think serious. Whereas Data is like kind of a like, naive. Like even though he went through Starfleet, mm-hmm. he's programmed with a bunch of memories of, of, of and he's lived with people, mm-hmm. and is by all intents and purposes a, a, a full officer. Has served for years. He's still like so much stuff just doesn't click. Mm-hmm. It's like no matter how much you live in Japan as a Westerner, <laughs> there will always be things where you're like, what? yeah. And I think I think being a robot uh, probably in the beginning, your people are allowed to be meaner to you. Well, I think yeah. my dad had made you. Yeah, well, I think that's uh, he was what the first android officer of the Starfleet, right? Yeah. And he? yeah, and then there's a very good episode, second mm-hmm. season, Measure of a Man, about. The one where he meets Joe Piscopo. Yes. No. Lady. That's the outrageous Okuna. <laughs> also season two, though. Good good, good mm-hmm. idea. And also <laughs> in the first season, they establish he has a penis and it works. Whoa. You know, imagine how penis. joyous it was for me to discover that there was a Star Trek episode with I Joe Piscopo so in it. No one told me about it. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. <gasps> the trailer The trailer has the commercial for that episode has the dude in the TV voice. Data learns how to sing. C- Commander Data is going to become the king of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like those episodes that let Brent Spiner have more fun with the character, too, instead of just his blank yeah, face. Yeah, there's a good episode, Brothers, where Dr. Sung, who's survived all mm-hmm. these years, summons Data and Lore, and he plays three roles in one scene. Mm-hmm. And so you see this scene shot from, like, three different angles, and it's pretty cool. Neat. I like that he had a kitty cat. Too. Did a cat spot. Spot he wrote a cat. poem about the cat. Neat. Uh, Neat. But yeah, as an android, he was a great... There's a reason why he's one of the most popular characters. It was because he's a character you could never... As a robot with no emotion, you could never find fault, usually, with anything he did or said. Mm-hmm. And while on paper that should be like, well, then he's really boring. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not, because like 
someone who is able to cut through a lot of the the, the things that emotions get in the way of, mm-hmm. and he is able to give you these almost childlike, uh, you know, free of bag emotional baggage uh, takes on situations. I, I, I it did was a lot of fun. One of the clips I, that didn't work in audio that I loved while looking for clips for day, of data talking was him meeting up with a Klingon, and basically him challenging to him to a fight. He's like, oh, "No, I get it. That's yeah. fine. We can do this." And then he headbutts him. And then he fall, He knocks himself out on yeah. Data's head. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I think also, also, sec- no, that's also like Spock, he is actually like the best fighter on the ship, but yeah. he doesn't really use it all. Yeah. That well, he doesn't understand why you would use it. That's yeah. why I love at the start of Insurrection, which is not a uh, sorry, not Insurrection. Um, the 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 uh, the one about the the ninth movie the one about everybody trying to have eternal life is that insurrection generations Ger- no the one after con- first contact that's insurrection okay oh shit <laughs> insurrection yes. <laughs> starts with a scene of data kicking so much ass like on everybody he just like gets in this huge fight oh, yeah, yeah. it was a really cool scene. Less cool when Data said, I also double as a flotation device. Yeah. That's that, a pretty lame That scene. was pretty much me rolling my eyes for about 20 years. <laughs> See, I'm trying to move on to my robots. All right. Stop talking fine. about Data. Well, when we talk Christ. about Star Trek, shouldn't we also talk about Star Wars? Uh, yes, because I did grab... An, I grab if you want to put this off, that's fine. We're going to talk about Johnny Five, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, yes, yes, Star Wars, because they are probably the uh, ultimate... Uh, Lovable robots. They probably uh, built the lovable robot. Here's a clip. Yeah. <coughs> Come along, R2. You can't have whooping cough. <laughs> <laughs> now, I... Uh, shit, I meant to cut it off before there, but I can't hear the sound. Someone fuck with these fucking headphones! Do you know what I'm about to play? Because I just discovered I've seen this it on the web. I've seen it on Lazy. Yeah, it's on our Facebook. Facebook. It's join our Facebook guys. Like us. It's on our Facebook, and like all these people arguing about vaccinations, and like, wow, the 1970s had a very clear, clear opinion on what uh, the, uh, whether or not we needed vaccinations. Have whooping cough. Droids don't get dangerous diseases like whooping cough or measles, but children do, and they can get very sick, even die. Are <laughs> to let me tell them. Parents of Earth, childhood diseases can be prevented. Call your doctor or local health department. Immunize your children, please. And may the force be with you. (laughs) That robot's trying to brainwash my kids! So, in that commercial, is R2-D2 anti-vax? Yes, absolutely. Excuse me, some studies, Jenny McCarthy has said... (laughs) But Artu, I told you to always wear a condom in New York. <laughs> uh, yeah, those eighties. I don't the- care how much she was on single doubt. She's a dingbat. You can't go fucking anybody in the park. Bear so, back, Artu. That's madness. so. Those two characters are great, and they're your. They're how if you start with Star Wars from Episode Four. They're mm-hmm. your intro to the series. Like they're the main characters mm, yeah. from the beginning. Like you, you meet other people through them and as Anthony Daniels the actor who played 3PO points out he's the only actor to appear in every single Star Wars yeah. film not even the guy who was inside of well R2-D2 no because R2 Mayhew? that guy died but Peter Mayhew no uh, Peter Mayhew no, oh, wait, no Chewie's not, not in one yeah, and two come on sorry um, get with it loser uh, but you're I, no Star I, Wars fan I do believe wasn't it great when it turned out Anakin built them <laughs> sure was well he only uh, built 
three PO. He didn't build yeah, no, R2. but isn't that just great? R two is just the lucky robot that didn't get blown up when all the other ones. Oh got yeah, blown and that's up. that's fine. I'm actually fine with that. But then, yeah, I built a protocol droid to the exact specifications as all the other protocol droids on in the universe. <laughs> this will help my he mom. Also, he Ugh. also sucks. I built a protocol droid that is constantly anxious and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> and who says multiple times that he forgot things. Bad robot. Oh. <laughs> Well, droids, <laughs> droids have a consciousness. Like they're they're not a computer. True. That's uh, I bet we'll get to Bender later. But that's a good. That's mm-hmm. a point they did on Futurama to say. Uh, Fry once said to Bender, "Well, Bender, you are a computer. I mean, a good computer. Like that. That's a difference. Like three PO is not a great computer. Then there's something just really appealing to three PO's super fay." Way of acting. I didn't think just, so. I thought it was. Cute. I loved. I loved R two. Eh. I loved R two. Well, just bleeps and bloops. Yeah, but he was like, if you're gonna, I think Chappie. If Chappie had not had a voice at all, mm-hmm. the movie would have been, I think, eighty percent less excruciating to people. He talks way too much. Well, what's your okay? What's your favorite R two sound? Um, the fart one. <laughs> I like and the and the baby scream. <laughs> I, I like scared R two. <laughs> What noise did he make when he shot fire on everybody in episode three? Did that happen? Yeah. yeah. No, first he, dropped, first he like, dropped great. First the... he dropped grease, and then the uh, uh, fire droid slipped and fell down, and then he lit them on fire. Because has... R two can fly, as you yeah. as you well know. <laughs> uh, but everybody only, knows. <laughs> only before the movies you actually care about. Yeah. Well, I would guess Bail Organa uh, just shut down his flying like, stuff. And it's R two D two is a fucking rolling RoboCop three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what can he do now? What does it matter? <laughs> well, they opened the door with once he shot the uh, lightsaber out of his head, which is one of the best moments ever. I love that. That was scene. pretty dope. But once you open that door, it's like, well, then R two can do anything. Like, mm-hmm. but that is he's, like he's a bag of tricks. It's like, okay, it's a mechanical device. It's a practical effect. Got it. It's like, no, I've I've hidden afterburners in my legs, and there's fuel in me. <laughs> like, no, there isn't. No, there is not. <laughs> You're a cheeky one, but we have ways of dealing with robots like you. Okay, Jesus <laughs> Christ! I really... Let's just say Star Wars quotes. No, no, no there's yeah. plenty no, of time for that. I, okay, one other thing I liked about three PO is <laughs> that uh, I loved in Empire. And kind of in Jedi too, his interactions with Han Solo because that's such a funny collaboration. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Solo like hates him and is just driven crazy by I, him. I, that's how I felt about him as a little kid, though, because he was the he was the doddering mother, like no, no adventure. It's we, <laughs> oh I'm dear, tired. it's yeah. too hot outside. <laughs> These odds are impossible. <laughs> Don't well, they didn't answer the door. Let's just go back and talk to Master Skywalker. But uh, but that. You know, Solo's response of never tell me the odds mm-hmm. or him saying, like, well, somebody shut up the professor. Like, mm-hmm. I just love that line. And and then when, when Leia does shut him off, then Solo just goes like, oh, thank you. Uh, I Jesus do, Christ. I do believe it's weird that of all the people we've seen in the new Star Wars film, they're, they're holding R2-D2. Mm. And 3PO back from us, even though they're the ones who are like, yeah, why wouldn't they be in the next well, film? I mean, we know they're in it. We've seen R2 on stage with yes. the ball droids. We've seen Anthony Daniels on stage. Yeah. Uh, but So we know he's in there, too. <laughs> I, hope he's, I hope he's still with us by the uh, ninth film. He keeps in pretty good shape. He's, he seems like a fit gay Englishman. Yeah, I, I know, but like, there's something about an old gay dude who's that skinny that leads me to believe he might oh, have more serious health concerns. He takes care of himself. I tried to avoid making an age joke there. That was genuine concern. <laughs> I want people to notice that. Look at Little Chris Are there any up. other lesser Star Wars <laughs> droids people like? 
Oh, what about uh, what about uh, that BB-8 on the that BB-8 thing from the new? That is he's great. Awesome. I love. Oh, I cannot. Did Archer have to be on stage at the same time? Is that yes? It oh was for God. scale. It's it like was for seeing your replacement. The I like R five D four. The one that explodes when Aunt Uncle Owen buys him. I guess. It's, there was a toy of that one, and there was a toy of one know, that had gun, that guns toy. on the side of it. I liked the I liked the cleaning robot or whatever robot on the Death Star. That would go, oh, hey, yeah. hey, you guys keep not a, trying to derail me. I have yeah. to talk about this because we can't close the segment without it. Okay. Um, HK forty-seven. No, or is it HK fifty-seven? From Kotor, uh, uh, I know, but yeah. and he's not yeah. friendly. He's well oh, uh, number five. Number five. There Please call me Johnny Five. Johnny. You have taken name for yourself? Oh, I choose many things for myself, but did not choose traveling in a box. I choose to fly tourist class, but they say I'm cargo. No movie, no magazine, no bag of peanuts. <laughs> uh, who could forget Benjamin? No. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin. Uh, I'm, I'm an. Yeah, he's got a sound on the sound. I'm a Caucasian man. <laughs> I should I am not. Standing here beside myself. Oh my goodness, I am sporting a tremendous Woody right now. Oh. 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 Why does he why does Apu get a pass and he doesn't? Like well, Apu's not on TV every Sunday. You don't see a human. You don't you, you don't see Hank Azaria in brown face. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, so hey, in the back software. Hey, laser lips. God, I don't. I really I, love Johnny. I Pye. saw both those movies a lot because they were. I feel like they were always on like HBO, TBS yeah. as a kid. Yeah, like, I saw the, the first one. It was like one of those first like first grade. Everybody come over and spend the yes, night, yes. and then someone rented that movie, and I saw, I saw it was probably seven Hello, years old. Bozos. This movie was Ooh, so great. Love it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it like was the, fun. The it mean fun. the mean military robots. One of them get, comes alive and it becomes happy and sentient, and then they turn into the Three Stooges. Turns in them in the Three Stooges. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Back when we anybody still great. had a context for who the Three Stooges were. Yeah. Watch that Fairly Brothers movie. I maintain it is funny. <laughs> and they're making a sequel. Are they really good? Uh, I I like the sophisticated puppetry of Johnny Five. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, I, is, I, I, which is weird because as a robot, that was actually kid friendly. Mm-hmm. I had no toy of him. Yes, Man. I've been looking for years for a toy. One does not exist. Even though I had an Ed Two Hundred Nine figure. Sure. As fast as one could have been made, and 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 <laughs> and, the, and two was about like they were making Johnny Five toys. toys. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Meanwhile, I, the bipedal robot that blows the <laughs> shit out of a man. Oh, and then and then appears later only to fall downstairs and cry like a baby. Uh, that guy, that guy had. I got toy. that toy. Don't worry. Um, I guess I, I would like to go back and see who who released the movie. I bet that has something to do with it. Someone it feels had like Orion or Tristar like, well, or something. I, Robocop was definitely Orion. Yeah, I just remember so, from Tristar. I feel oh, yeah, like I, feel I like watched. Yeah. I feel like I watched the Pegasus run mm. forward. Yeah. I think Tell so. me if this is a bad idea, listeners. <laughs> I was going to do a quiz on um, movie logo. Sound, uh, jingle teases, <laughs> oh, or we could, we could figure them out. I'm just good. humming the TriStar logo because well, that used to like legitimately scare me. It looks like a scene from Legend: A Unicorn running through like a, a vacant, vast, endless room. <laughs> I, I don't like that. That and Columbia now starts with this just Sony sign. That just call your theater, your movies. Sony that fucking movies irritated because it because then the Columbia logo comes up and it says a Sony company. I'm like we. We know. What do you want us to know, Sony? Like, just yeah. we're like, Sony, all right. We have it all. And my best, uh, least favorite thing in the movie that I really want to bitch about because it has no place here. Uh, 
Dev Patel is searching baby noises, Googling baby noises, mm-hmm. uh, and he's doing it at his office. And on the right is a targeted ad for his own company. That, to me, is the story of targeted ads. Like, <laughs> you I'm, seem I'm work- interested in this company. I'm working on Premiere, and like I just... I can't buy Premiere again. Would you please stop? Yeah. Like, I was working at Capcom, and it's just like, Capcom ad, and like, if I leaned over and said to the guy who paid for that ad that I'm the one seeing it, you might be upset. Yeah. I, I'm not the one he's after. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, but back to Johnny Five. I loved his... Yeah. I loved his ability to read stuff, like, in a second. I want that so bad. I think the I chauffeur it. did it. Oh, I love that. I, I don't know why. I, I rewatched the movies. I love the second film. I've seen oh, I, I hate the first film. I've seen really? the first one yes. like maybe once, maybe twice. How did that happen? The second one probably like a dozen times. Yeah, I definitely saw two more than one, but one's better. Like yeah. Ali, was that Ali Sheedy? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Ali Sheedy and Gutenberg, she a... They're actually movie stars, at least in that time. Yeah. What about Michael McKean? Michael McKean and, and the uh, guy who played Fisher Oscar Stevens yeah. are not stars. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think one is a better movie. I love and two. two I, so well, two much. I saw in the theater. Like twice, loved it, and have watched it. Who knows how yeah. many times? I, just, uh, I taped mine off of HBO. I, I may have told the story too. before. I taped over my first communion because <laughs> I didn't know how videotapes worked. I guess it was like probably like 1989. Yeah. I forget how old you are when you have first communion. But like a week or two afterwards, I'm like, oh wow, VH, like this is my tape. My like my parents were like, it says yes, Dave on it. This is you. You. This That's is the your, only word I recognize. This is your communion, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> All right, and then I realized, like, oh, I want to watch this movie again later. I'm and three years old. I'm eight or nine or however you are when you're like. But your I, mama I, was a snowblower. There you but go. my brother had like taped like Revenge of the Nerds one and two, and I'm like, I want to be like my brother yes. and tape movies off of HBO. That's cool. right, with hair pie and Darth Vader yeah. rape scenes in them. So I'm like, I'll, I'll take this and watch <laughs> forever and never watch my first movie again. Who really cares though? <laughs> you think there'll become a time when Disney owner of Lucasfilms decides, hey, Revenge of the Nerds, we're not gonna license. Darth Vader for this rape scene anymore. <laughs> I, I bet they signed a contract that's like, nah, it's forever. It's, it's probably just, yeah. in perpetuity. Well, it's the same deal with like Disney can't take the uh, the Seven Dwarves out of the Gremlins, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's uh, there forever. Well, we're going to close out this segment. When we get back, we are going to talk about newer robots. I know we're children of the 80s and 90s, but I did want to talk about some newer robots in addition to Chappie. Uh, we'll go out with Elda Barch's Who's Johnny yeah. on the Short Circuit soundtrack that was never released. Welcome to the break, where we normally have a complicated way of telling you how you can support Laser Time, but then we launched our Patreon last week at patreon.com slash laser time, and was way more successful than any of us thought, and I mean that to say, like, we didn't think we'd get anything. We really didn't, and please, I assure you, there are business people yelling at me, like, why'd you put the price so low? Because, like, we didn't think anybody would care. Uh, and and I'm pretty overwhelmed that we hit like almost all our goals. Let me tell you a little bit. Of, I told you last week what we were offering. Let me tell you what people unlocked this week. They unlocked um, a weekly Nintendo stream. 
uh, a weekly video game show, tentatively called The Shit Show, about the uh, featuring the worst show ever. People unlocked Talking Simpsons. People unlocked more videos, top sevens. I can't believe it. Um, so every one of those things are happening right now, including the Monday Night Movie, which is happening this week. Last week we did Terminator 2. People watched Terminator 2 with this live, and we fucked up on the MP3 recording. But normally, your weekly commentary will be spat out to you within Patreon itself. Uh, this week, this week we're also doing a soft launch, free for everybody, so you don't have to be a Patreon subscriber. We are going to watch, on its 30th anniversary, Back to the Future together. Please join us. There is nothing finer. There's like fewer forms of pleasure more pure than watching Back to the Future. I don't care what age you are. I don't care who you are. You know I'm correct on this. We're going to watch that together. Uh, and we have, of course, we have another episode of Talking Simpsons hitting this week on our Patreon. Uh, Cape Crisis is up. As, but here's the thing. I have to go out of town to Florida for a week. So next week's Monday Night Movie will be just a straight commentary. No video. No live aspect. It'll be a, just a straight commentary. If you have, if we have one at all, I'm super pressed for time. I have to leave for Florida. I've been sleeping on the ground in Pescadero, California at a wedding all week. This has been a real... We didn't expect any, to unlock anything. And we, instead, we unlocked everything. So the things we have unlocked... I need to get back from Florida. Uh, that'll be next week. Um, in the middle of the week, I'll be back, and we will start announcing the things that you've unlocked, the new things that we're doing. And uh, I cannot thank you guys enough. Seriously, it only took it only took a couple hundred of you to make it so uh, we can do this for for a while, for a living. Like it's, we can do more. We can be full time employees of Laser Time, and that's that's a really good feeling. And I can't thank you guys enough. But, you know, I feel like I'm getting mushy. I don't want to do that. I'll just say we have a weekly video game show, Video Game Apocalypse, Cape Crisis, with some special guests this week, Dave's Cheap Podcast. Ooh, by the way, you'll be getting wrestling commentaries on the Patreon. Sorry to plug again. God, I can't stop myself. And there's a new episode of VG Empire up right now uh, with special guest Tim Turry about Double Dragon. That's the video game music show. So check us out. Tell a friend. I do believe we're on Spotify. I hear you, people who want stuff on Stitcher, are looking into it. Oh my God, things are so busy. I can't thank you guys enough. Please just let's go back to the show for now. Slayers of Time, second segment. The song bringing us in, I use constantly, old-timey song, a uh, theme to a little movie uh, called Batteries Not Included. Oh, yeah. Steven Spielberg presents a Matthew... <laughs> Spaceships from a very small planet. Very small. This is history. Machines that reproduce themselves. So cool, man! I fuck- that guy's like off-brand Howie Mandel. <laughs> I <laughs> it, his his hair is atrocious. I hate Actually, it. I think he's a famous Broadway actor, so I don't want to. Probably, I do love that this stars real life uh, wedded couple Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy. Were there any oh. other old people in the movie besides those two? Like, wasn't it? No, I think it was just them. It was like it was oh, a pregnant okay. lady, single lady. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, forget her. Uh, name. The guy, She's the guy who great. has played the yelling commissioner in numerous movies as a <laughs> silent. Uh, uh, handyman from downstairs. It's called oh, Batteries the Not Included. The pregnant lady was uh, uh, Richie Valens' sister in from La Bamba. La Bamba. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's, that... one of the, that's one of those movies I watched 1,100 times. Yeah. But so we'll never AK watch Willing. Yeah. We'll All right. So it, that's the one. So they help. The, the robots help flip burgers, right? 
they do, but like well, the, they're in this like decrepit old building that they've so cool that this, they've lived in. The and movie then, is beautiful. Yeah, and and then there's these developers who want to tear the building down. We're gonna put a mall or a highway or something. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about trying to trying to evict these last couple. That of should be said in Ooh. San Francisco yeah. Yeah. for real, for real. Yeah. But it like this. I saw this movie. Oh man, that scene where all of the ro- little robots come back mm-hmm. was something I talked about and dreamed about for the movie came out one year before Batman and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Before I realized I could become like really obsessed with films, mm-hmm. yeah. but like up until that, Batteries Not Included was the greatest thing I'd ever seen in 1987. Uh, it's origins. It's it's uh, produced by Steven Spielberg. It was an episode of Amazing Stories. Oh yeah, that Spielberg picked is like this is too good to waste on this low rated anthology Twilight Zone show. I've Concocted. That's mm-hmm. just a different story every week. Uh, that I would like to watch that show again because I'm in the middle of a Twilight Zone kick. I bet but it's on the DVD. It is not on DVD at all. It never has been. Was uh, but anyway that the way I was introduced mm. to Batteries Not Included, mm. Asterix Batteries Not Included. Yes, that was uh, all lowercase. Was, was through clips on Muppet Babies because really? it got it, huh. in several episodes. They had a lot of clips in that show, which makes me think Lucas like huh. I guess just borrowed it from Spielberg because they they were real close back in the late eighties. I mean, and, I, so. I do remember connecting with Muppet Babies a lot but now that I think about it there was a couple of occasions where yeah it seemed like it was subtly pimping new films yeah I definitely <laughs> saw the burger flipping stuff on Muppet Babies first yes the, the little kids do help out in, uh, but what they can do is they can fix anything so every time they like tear down a door in the building they wake up and it's just been miraculously fixed and uh, there's a tiny strangely they're UFO robots yeah. <laughs> from space yes. that help these people fix, fix up concrete their... yeah <laughs> Fix well, their broken house, but it's like really cool effects. It's mm-hmm. the kind of movie that soundtrack is great. It's like one of those heard. those those like quintessential eighties mm-hmm. movies of like it isn't based on anything. It's just yeah. just a weird ass idea. It would never happen now. Yeah. Self contained yeah. thing, and frankly, I'm surprised this after so many things <clears throat> have become like marketed after the fact. Mm-hmm. I'm so surprised this didn't it didn't happen with this movie. Like yeah, yeah. Like well after Rocketeer. Now we're gonna go to their planet, the little guy. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Well, I like mean, that they even had a cocoon too. No, like, if I'm not is... mistaken, like it seemed like everybody in school had seen this and loved it. And yeah, I saw it in the theater and remember thinking it was really cool. And all it got great reviews. And... So wait, Jessica Tandy in the film had Alzheimer's, right? Yes, she, that was. Bobby. I remember that. I remember that really confusing and and making me sad as a little the kid. Hispanic, so like, oh, why is that this lady? It's still kind of. It's a scary scene. There's a Hispanic gang to do local guy who's hired by the corporations to go in and like yeah. basically physically intimidate and threaten people to leave this building mm-hmm. and the, the minute he sees this lady she's like oh it's my dead son I love you welcome back yeah. Bob and it's as an adult like this scene is super tense that this woman is greeting her aggressor the guy who's there to bash her kneecaps yeah. as her son but it, it also boom instantly stops him in his tracks yeah <laughs> What are you supposed to do? Yeah, it was sweet. Who directed it? Um, shit, it wasn't Toby. No, that wasn't Toby Hooper. No, I don't know off the top. Yeah, of my head. man. But what a great movie! The it, answer it, at the end of this episode. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore because I watched it on Netflix like four years ago and was like reacquainted. Like, oh, I should watch this. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. <laughs> Holy shit! It like, me, it's it, so good. It brought me back to uh, that. Brings me to a new era of my nostalgia. A little, a little more recent, but still ancient. 
when DVDs first came out. Oh, yeah. And you would have to look, oh, man, when are these movies that the I like? Shitty-ass Warner Brothers DVDs. Yeah. Like, with the up. stupid clip. Ugh. Ah, the worst. <laughs> the snap cases. That, but that we'll era would like... by every other DVD I have. Like, only new shit would come out on DVD and really classic old stuff. And I'm yeah. waiting, like, when is batteries on? Yeah. And I'm on, like, the fucking MGM or Universal mailing list. Like, just fucking tell me. Tell me when this comes out, I'll buy it. I what guess was? could never... The first DVD everybody got. Um, I, I had this conversation recently, so I know this. Yeah, we should do that as a off question. Off the top of my head. Well, I mean, I know the first I know, I know, five that I got. I got two. I got uh, mine was Blair Witch Project, and because it was cheap, My Blue Heaven. Wow. Mine. Uh, it's a vegetable. Uh, mine were all the cool ones. It was. Uh, um, I got. Uh, well, the first one I rented, though I didn't own it. The first one I watched ever was Fight Club. It's uh, the first then, one I pre-ordered. Then I also got Gladiator for Christmas that Ooh. year. Man, this and, and the Criterion Collection of Beastie Ooh. Boys music videos. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, I didn't know they put that out. It was really good. What numbers on the spine? I bet that's worth uh, a I think lot it's of like money. A, I think it's like 20 or yeah, something. That's got to be worth I bet you that's worth I saw the Spinal Tap Criterion, which yeah. is like in the early teens. It's worth like 180 Well, to have to negotiate all those songs. Yeah. And there's also this hilarious uh, commentary track where... Spike Jones calls somebody who starred in one of the ones he directed, and they're just very confused. It's a terrible conversation <laughs> just over it. Like uh, Spike Pey- Jones is good at terrible conversation. The director, Ro- Matthew Robbins. Ah, who could forget? Of, of uh, America. <laughs> normally a screenwriter. He won. Uh, oh, he wrote The Sugarland Express. I still, uh, that's, a, that's Spielberg's first movie. Uh, okay. Th- <laughs> he's uncredited on THX. Uh, Dragon Slayer, Corvette Summer, man, this so guy. I'm thinking he's a, one of the USC alums. Um, yeah, I bet that's it. Yeah. And then he, I think his only other directing film is this thing called Bingo, which I don't, I don't even know. Bingo, it's from '91. I don't either. Oh, I remember seeing that box at the at Blockbuster. Oh, oh my god! Shit. Oh my god! Oh, wow. I never that was watched recalled. it. Oh, yeah, the hug and sunglasses Fuck on a toe jam awesome. and Earl background. I'm pretty sure I saw that. <laughs> I feel like I saw that every time. I just yeah. walked by it a million times in comedy wow. at Blockbuster. Holy like, crap! Right next to Theodore that. Rex. Yeah, every, exactly. Every uh, time, Blade uh, was my first DVD. Oh wow, David. I uh, I went on like a Matrix? shopping spree because I didn't have a DVD player until the PlayStation Two. Ah, you're one Ooh. of those people. So like, in I, I got it. I, yeah, it was that, and I worked at a GameStop. So I'm like, okay, I'll buy this and uh, like four DVDs, and I think like uh, I have the Matrix and um, uh, Fight Club were among them. So Matrix and Mummy came out on DVD on the same day yeah. in September of '99. Yes, and I was like waiting. I mm. day one bought both of those movies. <laughs> one in a snapcase, one in a one in that horrible Universal, Warner Brothers snapcase. Universal had classy, set, classy releases. Yeah. They, no, but they were they were they also were anamorphic. I think when a lot of other DVDs weren't. Well, when we seriously, uh, have you ever watched your old DVDs and see if it goes in the widescreen on your television? Right. Some of them don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so fu- I, yeah. that's so funny that uh, I was just thinking about my Simpsons season one DVD, which I think mm. is the first TV show on DVD I got, mm. and I haven't watched that probably since two thousand four. Like that, that I have a DVD that old, like yeah, that's more than a decade crazy. old. It's Aging man. Well, anyway, my, robots. Uh, you know what? Donate season, robots. My season one of Next Gen is two thousand two. Oh. Uh, is it really? Yeah. Oh man, I almost broke. I think I almost broke that thing. Um, it's not. It's, it's, it's not in good condition. Hey, we're talking about little robots here. God or damn it! F- wait, friendly. I need robots, to get this I out of the way just as I want to plug an article I wrote that justifiably nobody read. Mm-hmm. A little article. I read it. Called uh, 10 Things You Didn't Know About Inspector Gadget. Had, <laughs> I read he had, that. He had a new Netflix show on. I still have a lot of love for in- Inspector Gadget. It's not great. I watched the first episode of that. Uh, it's pretty terrible. Yeah. He's you a see, robot? 
He's no, not he only a robot, a he has the origin story of RoboCop. Like, he was an Interpol agent who oh, was okay. literally killed in action by slipping on a banana peel while chasing Dr. Claw. Um, that is also in the article. But what I did find is that uh, it's it's a foreign property. I think it was made in France or Germany. The French. The French. Love it. Yeah. it does seem like Deke. a French show. Deke. What you, well, Deke. The, Deke, the fucking... Yeah. The, wow. the outro screen that made a billion kids laugh for years. <laughs> I never laughed at it. I was more grown up. Jesus Christ. Uh, but no, it's a very international... Henry was born a 45-year-old woman. Singing Les Mis. <laughs> I was. Uh, but I did but find... It was, it was a very international show. I found a wonderful vinyl soundtrack with a bunch of uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget songs with lyrics. Well, this is the first one. What's a good... There are no good songs. No. That, well, that's, that's the thing. This one, it, it, there is the theme song, which, I don't know, I get a kick out of hearing in French for whatever reason. Um. Enough of that, but I do. I wish I learned. I was, I was looking up. It was one of the hardest things I've ever Googled in 2015. Mm-hmm. Looking up the translation for the. This is never released in the United States, but there's songs about Brian and Penny. This song's about Brian, the do- Brain, the dog. My bad. Brain Z. <laughs> I great only have translations for the Penny lyrics. Her computer book knows everything about those mad agents. You are very clever and resourceful, little Penny. She uses her watch to keep in touch with Brain. She's more robot than her dad is. You are wise little owl, little Penny. And that that how about that watch though, huh? Watch Apple, cool. you owe Inspector Gadget a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dick Tracy's I, public. Time. I always wanted that uh, computer box, uh, computer book. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. Computer book excellent. was cool, and then was See? it was it just the dog whose collar yes. did the earpiece? Yes, like the little spots in his collar yeah, came out yeah, yeah. to like they were cameras too. Yeah, um, that also reminds me, little robots. I've always meant to write more about this because I'm for some fucking reason the authority. Uh, Flying House and Superbook. Uh, TBN, the your beloved religious program. <laughs> the, yeah, when you had no cable and you had a bunch of Christian stations growing up in the South. Uh, apparently, TBN, the Christian channel, whipped a little uh, action on some Japanese uh, animators and kind of forced their hand into making these biblical I mean, I anime watched, films. I watched several episodes of it just because I loved the look of anime. Yeah, yeah. So the, I, even though I didn't care to learn about you know what the Romans did to the oh, whoever, that, but but, it, but it's also it was also like. It was fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. Good Samaritan, people falling on their swords. Holy shit, that lady just turned to salt, but it's anime. They can't hold back on that biblical stuff. They got to make you scared. And, and both bro. programs were little kids who traveled back to biblical time to learn lessons with the help of friendly robots. They mm-hmm. both looked almost exactly the same. Wally. Um, so when, uh, yes, I have some Wally here. But when Inspector Gadget died... The, the part of his brain that's able to tell his dog from criminals, like, it's damaged. That was, re- that was very damaged, yes. Yep. Like, you can't he tell dogs. He doesn't yeah. know that's what a dogs very specific are. joke. Like, um, yeah. yeah. That dog has a mustache. Is that too loud? Man, I haven't little. seen that since, like, it came out in the theater. That's what is sort of bugging me. I, did, did, I own it on Blu-ray. I yeah, love Wally, Wally so much. Wally is one of my favorite Pixar movies ever. Top three for me. I, I hear like Inside I Out is really great. Wally. Oh, I love it. Oh, look at this little soundboard. Eva. That's great. I mean, the second Wally started dancing to songs from uh, uh, Hello, from Dolly. Hello, Dolly, I was like, I love you, Wally. <laughs> I love you forever. 
That yeah. Oh, that's so sad and pathetic. That was the only movie he had. <laughs> yeah, that's he, like well, well, because obviously the theatrical version of Hello Dolly changed a lot of songs, and really, uh, Barbara Streisand was not the right casting for the role of Dolly, and they just changed a bunch of roles. Clearly, it was a lesser version of Hello Dolly than the original uh, Broadway production starring Ethel Merman. Henry, you're fired. This, <laughs> this is about little robots, and look what you just did. Look what you uh, just did. I'd seen people equate the relationship between. Eve and uh, or Eva and and Wally mm-hmm. as the difference between a Mac and a PC <laughs> that Eva is a Mac yeah. and Wally is a PC. Well, Wally actually has Mac noises, so that does not check out at all. That's true, but <laughs> I, uh, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's old Macs and new Macs. God, I love that. That's one of the last Blu-rays I dug into the special features <clears throat> so much. I love the sound design. They show this one dude who works at Pixar getting the sound for Wally, and just him rolling. It's just him dragging like a fucking punching bag. Mm-hmm. Around on a carpet and a microphone, and him running around mm-hmm. Pixar Studios, and well, it's one of like the bleakest yeah. Pixar films ever. Like Earth is fucked. Like the messages. Let's get the heck Walmart out of here. killed Earth, and <laughs> and they're gonna leave cute after, robots here after to fix Walmart it. became president. Yeah, Walmart became president <laughs> of the world, killed the Earth, mm-hmm. shipped everybody into outer space so they could get fat and useless. And the Earth is unfixable. And that please also still, wasn't, please yeah. still sell our DVDs, Walmart. And that also, are you came, sure it wasn't Amazon? What? I guess no, it, it would it, be Amazon now. now. It was Walmart then. Yeah, though. all those physical Amazon stores. No, Amazon is not guilty of that. But it also, <laughs> just if I can get political for a second, which I hate to do, they don't ship any plastic. It was at the very end of the Bush administration. So yeah. instead of articles about how Wally is sexist or like uh, irresponsible towards rape culture, the oh, Republicans boy. were the ones who were getting mad, yeah. saying that it's a it's a hyper leftist socialist message, and you should never take your kids to see it. Well, Which mean, is why I hypothesize as a liberal who's sick of all these think pieces, we need a Republican president. president. <laughs> I can't have Jeb be president, man. No way. No Jeb or or It'll Rick make the internet Perry. less annoying. I mean, we'll all be able to point and laugh at a Republican, sure, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying we can't afford a war in Iran. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, Fred Willard in that movie totally so we brought him up like in a the... Bush joke. Like, yeah, the IRL animation. I love. I love. That there's just live action Fred Willard as the by and large president. Yeah. Let's get the heck out of here. Sorry. Hey, what not... happened to Earth? What happened? What happened? <laughs> but Wally's so cute. I lo- like he. He He's has. I mean, he totally stole Johnny Five's eyes. But he did. Yeah. He looks a lot like ET and Johnny Five, like a little a little baby of that. The, the tragic story, other than like, I do feel like Wally is a bit forgotten. That like nobody talks about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made awesome, awesome in park life size Wallys. Mm. Um, and you know how Wally's not too big. Yeah. And they exist. They're locked in a room somewhere because, as Aww. it turns out, uh, robot with track feet is probably about 300 pounds oh. and uh, can't risk – the kids are going to swarm him. Mm. And so he was – I think he made like two tours in the park, in the Disney parks, mm. and they immediately took him out at Aww. risk of hurting little kids. Boy, that sounds like it's an actual plot for a Pixar movie. <laughs> it does. Oh, wait. Uh. See, this is one of our more recent robots. God damn it. I shouldn't do this to any of you because I, I do care about you deeply. Uh, lovable robot films. We have to bring it up. You know, I am concerned that Phil becomes lost very easily. Yes, we cannot have our spare parts wandering off on their own. Yes. I know. I will give him my bow tie direction finder. <laughs> Say, are you handsome in Val's bow tie? 
Wait, is this Heartbeats? Oh, Henry Gilbert. It is absolutely Heartbeats. Uh, That's not recent. It's, I know, I, but I wanted to mention it just because how could you not? It's another one of those movies like, when is this going to come on DVD? I've only read about it and it sounds insane. You watch it and like, no, this is this is excruciating. This yep. is, another this, uh, Andy Kaufman prank. Yes, it's one of the worst movies ever made. An unwatchable thing. And only to tie into the, uh, one but of are our... But fr- are they friendly to humans? Uh, yes, but they're running from them because they're all considered irrelevant. Oh. And because... Uh, you know, you guys hated our Letterman episode, but this is an example of what we did. I found a great clip of Andy Kaufman on Letterman uh, tearing the shit out of heartbeats. Whoa. <laughs> For instance, I mean, even when, when the critics in general even put me down, there are many times I agree with them. They Wait, let's, let's, let's get it. Heartbeats is a 1980 movie starring Andy Kaufman and Bernadette Peters as Ooh. robots who fall in love and use spare parts to assemble a child. Uh, it's, it is excruciating... It is really hard to watch. There is, it's very cheap, and they're yep. mostly just running around in the woods, and there is a little go-kart crime buster robot pursuing them the entire time. Did you know that Bernadette Peters uh, originated the role of the witch in the original production of uh, Into the Woods? She's Did very not. good at it. You gotta calm down on this musical stuff. <laughs> I've been listening. There's a lot of good musical soundtracks on Amazon Prime. Listening, and Jesus. you guys should sign up for Amazon Prime ra- through ra- our Laser Prime links. Andy Kaufman on Letterman tearing the shit at heartbeats. Always been fair. For example, yeah, been, for example, when I made that movie Heartbeats, and I it got terrible reviews, and I rightfully so. It was a terrible movie, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I was in it, and I and I just want to say about that is that I did not write it, direct it, produce it. I had nothing to do with it. I was hired to act in it, and because my name was up there, people think it was oh my movie well I just want to say to the to my fans if there are any out there that that uh, I would like to personally apologize to each and every one of you for me being in that movie and I mean the, the people now the people who worked with me in the movie the director producer the writer they were all very wonderful people it just didn't come out right the movie just did not come out right and, and uh, I want to apologize to all of you who saw my name and you went there because you wanted to see me in a movie and Great you were very disappointed tag. and it's the truth of the matter is I am right now working with my lawyer on a plan, I would love to be able to personally give back the money that all of you paid for your admission price. And I am right now working joking. on a plan where I can legally do that out of my pocket, refund everybody's admission price back. Well, make, make sure you have change for a 20. It's <laughs> a fucking great joke. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't doing that shit back then. He was, he was actually he he was was paying attention. Oh, you know, I wanted to plug a little movie that I had seen. It's on Netflix right now, uh, Earth to Echo. Uh, you guys probably won't. I remember the trailers for it. It's like last year. Yeah. It's, oh, wait. That was found footage E.T. It is found footage E.T. For sure. So and it doesn't make kids it, won't get E.T. unless it's a found footage thing. It's still, I still think the found footage concept is, it's can not be bad. interesting. No, I'm not. I don't want to hate on it. Yeah. It just like there are a couple of things you watch that like it's found footage, but like the kids are also narrating the film. Mm-hmm. And that's clearly from the perspective of the little robot that mm-hmm. looks like a tiny owl. Still, I thought it, it definitely it. It had just a bunch of little kids on bikes running from grown-ups uh, harboring an alien. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, like, I have not finished the film yet. but I Pretty much pretty too much. In the process also. of watching it over the course of several weeks. <laughs> it's uh, one of those things I do my when I get attention span won't let me watch a whole two-hour movie. i got to get super blazed and fall asleep. And something's got to <laughs> be done. you think that's a sign of a problem, Chris? Yeah, I don't have any reason to wake up in the morning. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you want? Okay. <laughs> you could dig a little deeper into that. No one's going to No one's gonna no put health their... insurance. Uh, there's Chibi Robo from Nintendo stuff, you know, and Rob, never the Chris, robots. Then who's gonna sit with their PSN ID idling on Bloodborne all day? Is that happening every day? No, it's not. It's it would be. 
It might be just that it's fired up. Every almost every day I get on That's and it says Chris Bloodborne. I play Bloodborne like like two times a week. That's what I'm wondering. Like I anyway. That's impossible. Um, Maybe <laughs> it's impossible when I'm getting blazed and falling asleep that I have somehow gone. <laughs> I would leave my PS2 on. Yeah, but there's no way you're up as late as I am. No, but that's the thing is I think it's just on. No, if, if it is, I think it doesn't want to shut down anymore. It just wants uh, to go into idle mode. Uh, Baymax. Hey, I got yeah. some Baymax. He's a recent He's robot. A I robot. fucking love that movie. It's really great. This is a good scene. You have fallen. You think? Ow. On a scale of one. Ow. On a scale. Ah. On a scale. Ow. On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? <clears throat> Zero. It is all right to cry. No, 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 crying no, Crying no. is a natural no. response to pain. I'm not crying. I will scan you for injuries. Don't scan me. Scan complete. <laughs> Unbelievable. You have sustained no injuries. However, your hormone and neurotransmitter levels indicate that you are experiencing mood swings. Common in adolescence. Diagnosis? Puberty. Whoa, fucking love that. <laughs> he probably, almost talks about his, like, cry. Yeah. He almost talks about pubic hair at some point. Yeah, so probably the, it's, it's a new Disney first, the only time they said puberty in a movie. That's what I tried to track down. That's the thing. That's Tell me I'm not insane. There was a show on Nickelodeon called Don't Just Sit There back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, there's, like, no fucking record of this mm-hmm. uh, at all. And then Johnny Five, when he was doing promotional tours, like, on, like, Nickelodeon and kid shows and shit, like... It wasn't like the director and Fisher Stevens. It was just Johnny Five would mm-hmm. come out and like, well, what happened? He's like, well, I was struck by lightning and I came to life. And I'm a little kid. I don't understand the difference here. I just think Johnny Five is starring in a movie. And on the show, don't don't just sit there. He's like, hold on, hold on. And the cameras pull out, and he just bends down and like a robot fart noise comes out of him. And he, he farted on a Nickelodeon show. If anybody has that clip, I will pay upwards of fifty dollars for you to put it on YouTube. You know, the Baymax was great, and who'd have thought he'd be that the guy who masturbates to the Monster Mash in that sketch on what? Mr. Show would go on to play Baymax? Oh, is that who? Scott, Scott Adsit? Yeah, Scott Adsit wow. is. is wow. Uh, wow. It would be a terrifying battle. <laughs> People know him more as uh, Rock, Pete yeah. Hornchmeyer in uh, on 30 Rock. A yeah. wonderfully, a, a sparsely used but wonderful character. He was great. His, name, sure. his name is James Woodcroft. James, is it really? And he wants to have sex with corpse. Uh, Baymax, that, that scene with Baymax, that's very much a great data style scene. Where, yes. Like he's going to relate things to you with no sense of embarrassment <laughs> or mm-hmm. like kick, candor. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this is what happened. Yeah, I mean, why like, would you want not want to talk about what's happening yeah, right now? Yeah. And then even like when data had to like, you know, describing things like putting on clothes where it's like, oh, you have to explain clothes like. And Q was the same way when he's like, I have to wear clothes because of some outdated modesty mm. thing with you people. Like, <laughs> this is not a thing. Like, the clothes are, are fake. Shut up. And I'm, I'm obsessed with the gags like this, and we talked about it earlier in the year with the SpongeBob movie, that when his battery gets low, he's just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, that was a great it, scene. I, I've never read the comic, uh, surprise. But... Like I don't know how much of a part Baymax plays in the comics. If it's, I don't, I don't know how it deals with the comic. I don't, I don't think it, it's as. Pr- I mean, the movie's called Big Hero Six, which is about a group of six superheroes, yes. of which Baymax is one. Mm-hmm. But well, in that a- movie, he's like. He's fifty percent of the movie. It takes a very long time for them to be a superhero team. Yeah. I, I don't think it, I don't even know why they licensed that comic name. To be totally honest, eh, I don't know. It's a cool story though. 
Cool story, cool story, bro. bro. It is uh, hey, speaking of cool story, Louis <laughs> Peitzman, uh, former guest yes. on the show, he did this amazing ranking of every single theatric release Disney, Disney movie, film. Yeah. He doesn't count Goofy movie because he says it's Disney Tunes. And so 50, 54 movies ranked. And it seemed like he watched all of them again for us. It's not just He going said he was over. doing it for months on Facebook. Yeah. You know, he also ranked... Sorry, am I stepping no, on your stuff? No, no. He also ranked uh, movie robots from evil... From good <laughs> to evil. Really? Oh. Yeah. Lewis. <laughs> it was one of those things when you asked me, I'm like, I'm not going to look at this. Mm. I'm going to come up with my own brain, and then I looked mm-hmm. at this, and then I saw his article. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, there's like... There are things I didn't think of, like batteries not included. But one thing he didn't have on, on his article, I believe... Hmm. Uh, that I think of is the good robot uses from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I oh, totally forgot. It. Yeah, I totally I, forgot to grab. Clips I don't for know that. if there's any good clips, but it, they're I built by that, that movie. Is I think Excellent Adventure is it holds up way better than you would expect. Better, yeah. it's better than the first one but, by miles. But Bogus Journey is insane. Yeah, I it love is Bogus so Journey cool. so yeah, much. I, I've, I haven't seen Bogus Journey since the theater. I think it's really good. I saw it. At, I saw it a few years ago, but I saw it in the theater, and like I didn't. I barely got the references to Star Trek that were in yeah. it with the Gorn, let alone the references to Seventh Seal. The Seventh Seal, like holy shit! And like, if you, I, I think I was one of those people on the internet. You read about Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves threatening to make a Bill and Ted three and like why don't, you, why don't we just let it go yeah. guys and then if you watch bogus journey you're like oh oh these <laughs> characters can go anywhere and do anything yeah. yeah this is great i would love oh. to see these characters again the part where they're falling forever and they yes. just get bored with screaming like oh so great it's i, I my, really am my, holding out that they will get so bored yeah and so <laughs> like i'll take the money mm-hmm. is that wayne and garth meet bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah. oh, that'd be oh great my God, too. in their 60s please jesus please give me my this. favorite line from the film they're because his dad, one of their dads, is the military guy. Mm-hmm. It's like I sent you to one million push-ups, and like, dude, one million push-ups. What if we do them girly style? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> I uh, often say, that, that "Hell scared me." Yes, yeah, the, the hell is scary. Yeah. Uh, was, it wasn't Satan. Who was the guy that they were like hanging out with? Death. Death. death it's yeah. death. Ingmar Just his, 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 his inflection of a, your shoelaces are untied. Mm-hmm. I anytime my shoelaces are untied, <laughs> I say that to myself. I say your shoelaces are untied. Well, because he's <laughs> Swedish, because he's from an Ingmar Bergman film. Uh, like that's it's the a, joke. it's an insane reference. Yeah, it's, it's for, for such a heady reference for a stoner, a pro, yeah. a pseudo stoner comedy. It's 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 because they're not it, stone. They're just stupid. Parts of it in my mind feel like something that would go in a community episode. Like, yeah. Why yeah. do you expect the audience to understand any well, of this? Like dying going to a scary hell yeah. going to heaven and then finding like just the joke that oh who's the smartest being in the universe a human come on what are you, an idiot no <laughs> it's, I gotta, it's we a gotta, station Iron Giant's great want. David do you have any idea what a success story you've become you're right let's skip AI and go right in Iron Giants um, I do love <laughs> the movie fine I love the I think it's a great film if you ended 20 minutes early I love the ending I it? am I was boom okay we're good no right, you just want David to die at the bottom of the sea yes that's uh, I think that's the ending that Kubrick would have wanted no. instead of the Spielberg hug did you hear Haley Joel Osment on WTF no, talk about I that didn't. it was just that it was just it was Kubrick's idea but he's like I think Spielberg would be better for this yeah. movie well because Kubrick is heartless and Spielberg <laughs> is all heart so it's and a fun, I, did, it I didn't notice it he's like, he's like what did you do like uh, I just never he never blinks he never blinks never yeah. blinks in the film Man, I haven't watched that since the theater either freak me out when he ate that stuff and his jaw locked up like, yeah. dude it's terrifying But I, I, that stupid dream I had recently where I was locked in a <laughs> 
in a room working a corporate job while Steven Spielberg was outside filming AI2. <laughs> it's probably one of the weirdest uh, movie sets I've ever had in a film. That was a great Ro- a dream. It also did have a great Robin Williams uh, cameo. Yes, yes, yes. Because he, he's like, I love his vocal track. He goes from super goofy to like, listen, David, mm-hmm. the blue fit. Good, good performance. I'm, for bicent- I, I'm bicentennial man. And a terrible oh, fuck bicentennial man. <laughs> one day, I've never seen that. One day I watched it. Okay, this was an amazing proof of how much time I had to waste that day because, mm. and I was watching cable TV, which mm. was crazy. But I was watching Bicentennial Man, and when it would go on commercial break. I'd go to another channel, which was showing Patch Adams. Oh. I'd flip between the two, and that made me appreciate Bicentennial Man a lot more, because <laughs> one is like a three, and the other's a zero. And I so, saw Patch Adams in the theater. Patch Did Adams you? the fucking worst. I just remember laughing, like, wait, why did that guy just shoot his girlfriend with a shotgun? Why does this scene all of a sudden hilarious? To Only Philip T. Seymour Hoffman was good. Man, that really, that's back, really, really, really down really now. That's back, that's back when I saw a movie like literally every Friday. Yeah, because well, Toys R Us was right next to a movie theater, so it was like, like keeps get I, out of work, go see a movie. In order to give my life a bit of a routine, which it doesn't have a lot of, or scheduling, I, I'm trying to watch a movie a night, and that's why I fall asleep watching movies because I, I playing Bloodborne. No, I think it's that if, if Bloodborne is still playing, it doesn't tell you I'm watching fucking Twilight Zone. It, it, it just says... St- Why are we talking about this? Iron know. Giant? Uh, Iron Giant. Ready to cry. You stay. <gasps> I go. No, Groot. <laughs> it is the, the. It's about family. I think this is my introduction of Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was most, me most people's. And he wasn't a huge star yet. I didn't watch Riddick, and and the world wasn't asking ourselves what race is this guy. And there's I, I don't know, well, Riddick have, was like years after this. Yeah. I mean, well, okay, Pitch Black. I was, I was after this too. If you yeah. have the original DVD, there's this great special feature on the DVD that it's at that stage in Vin Diesel's career where he's nobody and he has to do like what usually goes to like Disney Channel cast members like you host the behind the scenes DVD right, feature yeah. and act super excited and it's just Vin Diesel you're gonna so be in this movie I was super excited to play the role of Iron Giant and he's in front of a blue screen a bunch of shit is flying behind him it's terrible no, you have to do the tutorial for the Iron Giant <laughs> PS1 game but well the the sad story of Iron Giant is that you know they Warner it. wanted to be part they wanted to get into the Disney business mm-hmm. they didn't realize how expensive that was and so at, this was right after the Disney renaissance mm-hmm. of of you know Little Mermaid Aladdin Beauty and the Beast like, but this is 10 like, years later this is like the downfall of that no, this was late 90s this was the late yeah, 90s because Warner point, did like that quest for Camelot thing and, right but I'm saying the Disney peak was gone already yeah it was like, they were late to the late Warner to the was trying to get into it and so they hired Anastasia Brad, Brad Bird the was Fox, a the page master is what you're uh, <laughs> Brad Bird was a big deal hiring Brad Bird to animate it like that yeah. is a that is when you're trying to make a triple A animated film yeah but the problem was that by the time it came out, Warner Warner decided, oh, we don't want to do this anymore. Like mm. this was too expensive. We paid you to make it, so fine. But like it had it had barely any advertising. Yep. They talked about how how few uh, like posters they had. I think Bird talked about like having to fight. Like we're just going to do it straight to DVD. Like mm-hmm. who cares? Uh, and and yeah. meanwhile, I, I I'm glad I was one of. The, obviously, if you know me, I'm I was an early adopter of this film. Bought it immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved on it. On a shitty Warner Brothers DVD. On a shitty Snapcase Warner Brothers DVD. I waited for the special edition re-release. I had that too. Um, but I I love this movie dearly. I couldn't be happier 
that it's now it has a marathon on Christmas. Is yeah. it Christmas or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. It was a yeah. Cartoon Network marathon Thanksgiving. And yeah, I think people have rediscovered it as a great mm-hmm. film. I called it recently like American Miyazaki because it, mm-hmm. it's definitely it, it, like Miyazaki films kind of harken back to this like idealized childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but also mixing with it, it with, with fantastical situations. Yeah. I think that what Iron Giant Being does obsessed too. with a time period is something I don't think any animated movies do anymore. Yeah. And the duck and cover. <laughs> that was so funny. So good. And also seeing I, as a comic nerd, loved seeing uh, Hogarth mm-hmm. introduce the idea of heroism to him by showing real comic books. He's yeah. like, here is the spirit. Like, that is such a comic nerd thing yeah. to be like, here's the spirit comics. And then that Superman is a very important thing in it, too, like, plot-wise. No, I, I, if I didn't, I went to, hmm, had some Warner drinks. Brothers. Uh, 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 that's going to be in the Justice League. Uh, I had some drinks with Dave uh, on a few occasions past. And what did I do at about 11 o'clock, Dave? Because I said I was going to. Gave you a kiss. Tomorrowland? I went to go see Tomorrowland, mm. drunk and alone. Hmm. Uh, because <laughs> I had read an article that uh, Tomorrowland is the biggest money loser in Disney history. More than Mars needs Mars? Not adjusted for inflation. And I think the money spent on it and the marketing budget, like, it's a bigger write-down than uh, Lone Ranger. Wow. And and John Carter. Disney's been wasting a lot of money lately. Uh, And and I went, like, that doesn't seem fair. And and it was also, like, I don't know, I I hope more people, like, somebody made a movie just for me and I didn't go see it. Mm -hmm. That's fucking stupid. You don't want to remember that. I did a bunch of stupid, hard, real big boy shit behind the scenes at Laser Time. Like, I'm going to treat myself with Tomorrowland. And I'm like, anybody want to go? No, 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 no. no. Dave's like, I'll have drinks, but I'm not going. (laughs) I'm not going. So I went alone, drank whiskey in a, in a theater by myself. Wait, what time did you see this movie? Uh, like 10.30. 10.30. In the morning? No, in, at night. At they night. had a... Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah well, because I, I, the way theaters work, like it, it's not an immediate success. It's a couple right. weeks later. Yeah. It's just going to be gone. Yeah. It's going to be gone. And so I went and saw it. And I really liked it. But the sad thing is it's a big bomb for Brad Bird. Who could do no wrong? Big and, bomb, Brad Bird. That's a variety headline right there. Big bomb, Brad Bird. <laughs> Brad Bird's big bomb. Boffo, box. Brad, Brad <laughs> Bond burdens himself with a big-ass bomb. Uh, uh, fucking, he had also expressed, yeah, I want to work in Incredibles 2. And mm-hmm. then he said, I want to work for sure, for certain, on one more 2D film. And before Tomorrowland bombed, Brad Bird had the clout to make that happen. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, that's sad. And I hope it I hope Maybe he after he does Incredibles 2 and that makes a billion dollars, then he can make a 2D animated film. When you look at this thing, it's like this is beautiful. Like how why wouldn't a kid fall in love with this immediately? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could maybe try to get it done on the with the angle of like, look, mm. Warner has this classic timeless thing now mm. that got shit on when it released, but now it's a marathon every year yeah. and it's part of a pop culture thing. Everybody knows Iron Giant now. Do you want me to make one for you? I'd written about that in a short story, and it came down to like, I'm working on a promotion so I can get the fuck out of here. I don't care what you what happens to your movie in ten years. I care about what happens tomorrow. Well, yeah. And that's how all executives will think forever. Well, yeah. Nobody's going to think ten years down the line. Well, are there any other robots we forgot? I about? think we should. I just real quick because I don't because I realized like. We don't talk about video games ever. Nope. But they're fucking lousy with lovable robots. Clank. Uh, Clank. You can uh, clap another episode with the video game and TV robots. Yeah. Small Wonder. Small Wonder. Clap that shows garbage. <laughs> Even by child boot show standards, it's garbage. They did suggest Urkelbot like immediately. Urkelbot. <laughs> Osimo. Yeah, oh, Osimo's the best. I love Osimo. I say Claptrap already. Uh, Gladys, Wheatley. Brett, mm. you want to throw one in here? Uh, lovable video game robot. Mega. Floor is open to you. Man. Floor is open. Uh, God damn it. 
<laughs> Friendly housekeeping robot rock. That's that would be the one. That would be the one. What's the? Uh, that's roll. Rosie the robot. Um, ew. <laughs> What's this, Mister J? What's this, Mister J? Yeah. Um, that's it. How is that not Harley Quinn? Say, just say Mega Man. I said Rock. Okay. Before Wait, he became Mega Man, should we talk about? Bender for a minute because he is probably he's, yeah. not, he's not friendly there was uh, more than one lovely. time he tried to steal Fry's blood <laughs> <laughs> he's actually like a my favorite Bender episodes are when he's written as a sociopath who has to be reminded like no no you don't want to kill everybody here he's like no okay fine I guess <laughs> like then what was the one in the uh, in the what if episode Leela's killing everybody and Bender's like I don't, you don't care? Not even a little. <laughs> you got to make sure that Bender wets his beak. All right, all right. That that is it. We got to close it down now. We got shit to do. Uh, like going to lasertimepodcast.com and creating a lot of more content for you. Hell yeah. It's not a robot. We're people. And we make shit for you there all the time. Uh, should it's a nice looking website. Bunch of articles. A, robot. a website is a robot. Uh, and then we have a bunch of other podcasts. Like Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast I do every week. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. We just had a really great episode. Uh, look, we just had a really great episode. That's easy to say no matter when this posts because <laughs> I know we had a great one. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, cheap podcast. We've had a bunch of cool episodes recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robocop was once in WCW. So there's a, there's a time. <laughs> he's a cyborg. Uh, was it him and Sting? Yeah. We he's know he's Sting. a cyborg, Henry God! <laughs> it's just a fucking... Verbal shorthand. No, it means you have human. You are a human who got modified. You're not a. You're not. No, a, you're not an. Thirty AI. thirty from Brave Star is a cyborg, and he's a horse. <laughs> so you don't have to be human. It's cybernetic organism. We know what it means. It's just shorthand. You can call it a robot. You knocked your mic down, sweet. In a casual conversation, it's fine. God, I'm being graded by the AI fucking supposing your yell voice. BG Empire. <laughs> Uh, it's a video game music podcast. I'm sure a robot was in it. <laughs> There's also a video game apocalypse, which uh, a lot of us appear on a lot of the time. And that's it for us. We're going to close out with a little Gladys remix. Uh, um, the device has been modified. <laughs> The device has been added.